Welcome into Baltimore Sports today for Wednesday, April 11th, 2018. This is episode, I clicked away from the tab, Jab, and I can't remember what, what episode we're on. What episode are we on? 427. Said, I just said it like three yeah. seconds before we started this podcast. We were just talking about it because you said, yes. I don't even think Tony hit 427. And, and let the young listeners know who Tony is because you are an infant too, but there are people that are even younger than Tony you, Zach, Gwynn. to listen. Tony Gwynn, of course, the Hall of Famer. Yes. Greatest. I mean, you can make a case. What? Greatest hitter of all time, right? I mean, he's, he, he's, he's the, the greatest hitter, I, the purest. I mean, listen, not the greatest player, but for what my the money, hitter. if I'm going to get a base hit, yeah. yeah. I, I would love to have Tony Gwynn up tonight, Zach, or last night, shall we say. Uh, I know. I know. So we're, we're talking, recording right after the Orioles uh, fall 2-1 to one in another what? heartbreaking loss. I, I know <laughs> what the score was to uh, Monday's game, but that was a heartbreaker too up until you know the last uh, couple innings. But last night's game, the 2-1 loss was mm. just really a, a, a punch in the gut. And, and you can look at Darren O'Day and say, oh, man, can you – you pick a worse time to give up a run, but can the offense score more than one run? Can they can they not go what seven innings without a hit? I mean, where are the bats, Jabby Burns? I thought they had started to turn around there in the New York series and just silence the first two games against the Jays. What's going on? Well, here, here's the thing. Two things. One, first of all, Kashner is my new guy for. You know how they say guys that get least amount of runs mm-hmm. per. He's the least amount of hits per because I was at the game, the second game of the year where he got no hit by. Let me let me just fill you guys in real quick. Kyle Gibson was <laughs> was, you know, on the undefeated uh, train. And then tonight, Aaron Sanchez, who, you know, well, and I would love to tell the story that you told me <laughs> off air about Aaron. Sanchez. don't think I don't remember that. It was amazing. <laughs> but anyway, let's just say Aaron Sanchez enjoys Baltimore and he came into Baltimore and he has stuff. The difference is Kyle Gibson doesn't have no hit stuff. Aaron Sanchez has always had no hit stuff. There's a reason why this guy has been such a ballyhooed, um, you know, prospect. And, and, and every time he pitches, you never know what you're going to get. I don't think his stuff was that fantastic tonight, Zach. To be honest with you, I, I or last night, I, I feel like it was just okay. I think that how many first pitch outs did Orioles have? Way too many. I mean, are we playing National League Baseball? These games are over. I mean, we're we're, we're you know, like you said, we're we're, we're taping the the podcast. It's not even ten o'clock. I know. I know that's and why you texted me and you're like you, you texted me and you're like you got time for a podcast and I'm like absolutely most of the games are still being played it's like it's unbelievable how how quickly the Orioles bowed out yeah I know a lot a lot of first pitch swings um, just uh, chasing balls outside of the zone I mean Chris Davis making the last out of the game was just really fitting Chris Davis is just a mess I mean he's a mess he's under a hundred I think now right oh eighty one yeah. Yeah. And he was up, you know, when the no hitter was was going on pretty late in that game. And in the uh, our BSR uh, yes. Slack chat, I said, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I think it'd be fun to see Chris Davis bunt against the shift here and a no hitter. That that'd be quite the story. Could you imagine that? Right. Uh, of course, he didn't. And, what would Gibbons he do? Another... He'd probably hit him from the bench. He'd probably throw a pitch at him from the <laughs> bench. Probably. But here's the here's the other thing with that. It's funny that you you know kind of bring that up too because. That got not brought up just in the slack, but think about all the different things we were talking about with Chris Davis last night even, or two nights ago at this point. That was brought up then too. I think Jake posted a – is he from Bird's Eye View? Who's Jake with? Is Jake (laughs) with Bird's Eye View or what the fuck? I'm not really sure. But anyway, he he posted a great uh, screenshot and probably – it was probably 
Connor and he just stole it from Connor. But I'm just saying, like, he just took something and you just see where all the, the fielders are. And he's like, well, how could you not bunt the way you're going? And yeah. I was the biggest idiot because I don't know if you've been over to BSR Zach of late or, or edited everything and done everything at the mothership. There was a thing about, hey, who's doing well? Yep. Who's somebody that you feel like is going to, you know, fall off? And I said, well, <laughs> Chris Davis, <laughs> he can't be this terrible, can he? He looks lost. Yeah, looks, I'm considering putting him in the pen for Cortez. Yeah, I, you know, we, I'm waiting to see that kind of that uh, that phantom injury. You know, I feel like that's. that's oh, he's going to go. Oh, you think he's going to go Colby Rasmus on us? Uh, yeah, I, I could see that happening. The way he's going, I mean, it's it's helping it's my, a mess. my Pete. You know what? That doesn't help my Pete Alvarez going out the, out of town either. Because, by the way, I said Pete Alvarez is one of the guys. Spoiler alert! If you haven't read it yet, that is just. You know, he's playing over his head a little bit. He hit fifth tonight. Yeah, Chris Davis was sixth. And your boy, Beckham, who I'm pretty sure you and I both discussed his defensive prowess. Yeah. Leave it right there. I know. Uh, going into the season. And I'm not blaming him because you guys still score runs. I mean, if you have zero yeah. runs, you're not going to get one. But, you know, it, it, it's right now, four and eight doesn't sound as great as it, as it did when they were coming home from the Bronx, you know, yeah. on Monday. Yeah, I know. So much momentum after taking three out of four from the Yankees. You think they're going to come in, smack the Blue Jays around a little bit, at least put some runs on the board. I mean, I thought we had gotten past that. the crowds were great, Dad. I mean, the Zach, the crowd, they had them. you got to tell me because you know I'm down here in Florida and we had rain today, but I hear that the weather up there is rain? What's rain? Horrible. It's not. You know what? Tonight wasn't horrible. It's Tuesday again. I hate when people say the kids, when the kids get out of school. Listen, I look in the stands. There's not that many kids in the stands. Let's be frank. I mean, it's... It's not about the kids. It's about the parents because last time I checked, as I always say, the parents are buying those tickets, Zach. But it was brutal. The, the weather has just been brutal. And you know me. I hate bitching about the weather. But it, it just – it has been brutal. It's supposed to warm up this weekend. Guess where we'll be, Zach? We'll be in Boston. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Nice three-game homestand to yeah, MLB. Nice. Can, I'm sorry. Did the Red Sox get to play the – I'm sorry. Did they get to play University of Miami tonight? Oh, they know. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're finally they playing the a team Yankees. that's not in Florida. Yeah. Take a gander at that score too, Zach. I know. The last time I checked, it was like 14-1. to 1. Hmm. Brutal. Well, let's go – can we go back to that before we – you know, we'll, we'll close up with how bad the Orioles have been the last couple nights. But can we go – back to the good that was going yeah, on because there was so this, much i was hoping i'd talk to you when when they were going well yeah well we don't do that Zach. we never do that. <laughs> well okay there's a hundred things that went on but there was a gritty thing but the best part about it is a lot of people have this football mentality that oh it's going to carry over to the next day everything that game on friday night where they won and 14 and Pete Alvarez, by the way if you had the uh, if you had the over t- nine and a half like like your boy did and went to bed in the 12th and woke up in the 14th and could not believe that thing went over because of the Grand Slam by El Toro. First of all, that is that is one of those – you hear bad beats, Zach. That was a good beat right there. For once, you know, good guys kind of went on that one. But I knew the next day was going to be tough. But be able to come back on Sunday and to be able to be down 5 nothing because Mike Wrong was on the bump and Mike Wrong is just – he's just not the guy you want out there on the bump. To be able to grind – and I'm listen, I know that it's – three, four days, depending on when you listen, removed from what happened. What Caleb Joseph did, and, and listen, I'm not Buck Walter. I'm not a real coach or anything. I, I just love baseball and, and coaching it at a lower level. For what he did to throw that ball to third base, yep. additionally to be able to go to the mound, not cover his face. That was once, amazing. Basically tell Brad Brock, do not, you know what I want to say. <laughs> 
and just tell Brad Brock, just go to work. You got some bum coming up here who's yep. being booed like nobody's business. Yep. Still, coming by up the way, South Still. Beach, your boy, which you love, but I, you 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 even said this might be a big spot. This pa- might be a bad spot for him to be Patrick able to go Guthrie up there. Patrick Guthrie was all over that. He was I, all I, over. I'm it. just saying. It, it is going to be very interesting with what they do there. But I'm going to say this. I know that we're talking about bad things early in the show. I was so impressed with that ball club, what they did up in the Bronx. Yeah, me too. Me too. And you mentioned Caleb Joseph. I mean, firing the ball to third, the one two, five double play. Everybody's talking about that. Let's go back to the night before the, uh, the Michael Givens ball that gets Thank by. Uh, Givens, I mean, Givens pulls a, a, a catcher move blocking the plate, but Caleb Joseph firing that ball in to, to save the game. I mean, huge, huge play. And, and, and the double play. That, uh, Should have been the double play, too, over there when he actually knew who the guy to tag. Right. Third base yeah, too. I think he got ripped off on that one. I think that was a double play. Um, and I, I think the, the Gary Thorne mentioned that later on in the broadcast. But, I mean, just... He's a real baseball smart guy. I think Caleb Joseph is as scrappy as they come. I, I you know, heard Buster Olney on his podcast, you know, talking about alluding to the fact that he's the type of player that that you could see down the road being a great manager, and you really saw that in him going out and talking to Brock, like you mentioned. That was that was such a big moment, kind of saying, "Hey, you know, calm down. This one's over. Let's get Stanton and get out of here." And that's exactly what happened. And just huge, huge. That was. And, and you thought you hoped that would carry over uh, in Toronto. I'm I'm still happy about how it all went uh, against New York, but you hoped a little bit of that would carry over as the Orioles came home against Toronto. But uh, so far, not not the case, Jeb. Not the case. Yeah, in, in the and let's, let's 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 listen. I don't like to give Toronto a lot of props, and I don't like to give Gibbons and all those guys they got going on over there. But their pitching has been really good. J J A Hap or whatever J Hap or whatever you want to call him, he pitches ass off. You know, Monday night Sanchez Sanchez. I mean, they do have. And let's be honest. I mean, this isn't your. I guess your normal Molson little Canadian team that they've had the last couple of years, Zach. This team is different, man. They they got some pitching. They I think they're number one. Like I saw that. I think they were third in ERA. I think they were really really good with um, two out hits. Is something that they they've also kind of come up with. Donaldson's playing first base once in a while. Solarte's on the team. Again, this is this is not the the team that's going out and just going out there and getting free agents here and there. They're actually grinding. And by the way. As much as I hate the Blue Jays, you know how much I do. Anytime I see Stevie P in the building, oh, and I know it he, hurts, he, doesn't it? He it hurts, but it's he ambushed um, Bundy. You know, three zero pitch. I mean, goddamn! Can we talk about Bundy? How great he's been to start this season Bundy's too. Been, he's been unbelievable. Bundy's been ace like, and you know I, mean, I don't use legit, that word lightly. No, I know, and you you do all the nerd stats too, and the velocity, the exit velocity's down too. So it's like he, he's actually getting guys, even the balls that went out, and that had to be a lot. I mean, it was a three zero ambush by. Pierce that had probably had to send that up a little bit. Other than that, he hasn't been hit at all. Uh, I watched him on opening day. He, he's just been fantastic. And I have to be honest with you, too. Cashner, outside his game with Minnesota, has been pretty good, yep. too. He's been I mean, good. He really has. I mean, he throws strikes. He pounded the strike zone. He, I don't think he's thrown more than 110 pitches in a game in general, I think they said in the, on, the, on the broadcast last night. And for him to go and get into the seventh and kind of help that bullpen a little bit. Listen, these are small sample size, four and eight, where, where the club is at right now. Um you know, hopefully they can they can get one today before they head up to the marathon weekend up in Boston. Because as always, the Orioles will do this: the Orioles will get swept by by Toronto, and then they'll go to Boston, who probably will be at that point fifteen one, whatever they're going to be. <laughs> um, 
playing the University of Miami. I think they got South Florida on the schedule. After that, Zach, I, I kind of believe that that you know the Orioles could go up there and take two. I mean, they'd love to play up at Camden North. So it's not crazy to think. I would say right now, Zach, if we look at it, if the Orioles could somehow finish 500, maybe a couple games under 500 going into – because it's not like the schedule gets better. Because I know Cleveland's on the schedule in, in April, and, and and I know the Tigers are terrible, but you know still got Tampa Bay, and they're always grinding too. It's it's it'd be interesting to see if they could somehow salvage. Because we always talk about it, the Orioles have always been able to kind of in their good years be able to get out of the gate in April and kind of mm-hmm. work their way back. Right now, at this point, you hope that they can get to five hundred. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the at the pace they're on, it's still a lot of baseball to be played. It's just hard losing tight games like this. That's that's usually the difference between, especially when you get you the know. pitching. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the frustrating thing. And and you know, you, Alex Cobb's looming. By the way, we're going to see him this weekend, which I'm excited about. Saturday is that what I'm hearing? Saturday uh, sounds like Saturday. Yeah, in the Boston series, so that'll be exciting. Um, but man, the the Orioles starters are getting it done. A little bit of shaky bullpen here and there, but. You can't play Toronto and score one run and expect to win. I'm sorry. I mean, you you got to do more than that. The offense has got to do more uh, than what they've done in the, in the Toronto series. They're they're better than they're showing, um, but you know they they gotta they gotta start doing it. There's some guys that were really you know we've been picking on uh, on on Chris Davis quite a bit, but you look up and down the lineup. Jonathan Scope really hasn't gotten started. Um, you know, Tim Beckham is a guy I think who's who's going to improve his batting average just over 200 right now. Got to see a little bit more from the Orioles' bats. Um, that's that's going to be their bread and butter. I mean, that's that's what's been their bread and butter for years. So they uh, they really got to get going starting tomorrow and especially going in the Boston. Well, let's can we just go back real quick over the over the you know the sample size we have? We have twelve games. I mean, you know, spoiler alert. We look at the games that they've lost. Okay, I'm gonna go with the games they've lost. Obviously, they won on opening day. They didn't score a bunch of runs. Like, what, what did they end up winning? That three two. Jonesy hit the bomb. Three two. Right. So, so after that, they they lost five zero, seven zero, six one, ten six, three two. They win five. You know, five two. They win seven three, eight three. You know what I mean? So basically, what I'm trying to say is that like when they lose, they get blown out, right? It's not like it's usually very. It's very rarely that it's close. I mean, you know, obviously last night was a much closer. Granderson hits the bomb after they told me how great O'Day was and how great he's been doing, and then he hits one on in the flag court. But overall, the, the Orioles either score a bunch of runs, and they and they just beat you because they they grind and their bullpen ends up being pretty good late, or they get blown out. What have you seen? What what is any different from the Orioles that we've seen in the last couple of years? <laughs> yeah, even even though the the Monday game, I mean that, that game, I, I know it it ended up being a blowout, but that game that should no, have been close. a close game. That yeah. that was a close game until well the granny, the yeah, until Cortez ended up getting his ticket. Did he just yeah, basically exactly. his ticket? Uh-huh. So are you surprised by some of that too? It almost kind of tailors into this. You surprised the Hunter Harveys, the Ramirez, the guys that they keep bringing up quickly this early in the season for the Orioles to do this, or is this what you expect to happen? I am surprised, but it, it continues to further the the uh, storyline that the Orioles are all in, right? I mean, that the Orioles think that that they are uh, are, are a team that you know that has has playoff contentions on the mind, and they're not going to wait around. You know, it reminds me of. Uh, 
of you know when they when they brought up Manny Machado, we, we said the same kind of thing. Wow, really? Yep. Ready? That not not going to play in the position that that he's been used to playing in. But hey, they they need the guy. They're bringing him up. Uh, and I feel similar to when I when I read the Hunter Harvey news. What what did you think of that? Did that catch you off guard? It caught me off guard only two things. One, I thought they would bring up another arm just because of what the depletion that they had up there in the Bronx and they were coming home and I knew they were going to have to add an arm. And I didn't think Tanner Scott was going to be you know, the guy. And I was happy to see him because I, I thought Tanner Scott's above – I'm not saying he's above in prospect-wise than Hunter Harvey. I just thought you know, he was ready you know, because I know Hunter Harvey's still coming back. But my thought is with Harvey, wouldn't you bring him up and kind of start him somewhere? But I guess – my thought on that is, you know, kind of thinking secondly is, like you said, they're all in. If they could use his arm, if he can get a couple outs here and there, they don't give a crap about bringing a guy up to try to fill the gates because then Hunter Harvey's first start ever, they're trying to win games. So I'm with you. They're all in. It really shows that as opposed to holding him back till about June when you know you're completely out of it. And then now you want to do, you know, old school Orioles before 2012 where you used to have to just bring up guys so you could get a gate. Right. And 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 that's what I thought. I thought I completely agree with you. I think it has a lot to do with them looking at it as, all right, well, we need we need an arm, and he's our best arm down there, and he's ready to go. And it's worked. I mean, in certain aspects, it's worked. I'm not sure Dylan Bundy should have been here a couple years ago, and he was up there. And, you know, even Kevin Gossman at this point, who has a huge start today, in my opinion. Yes, I was about um, to bring that up next. Yeah. So, I, I mean, kind of going back to Harvey, I, I would hope to see him. I think he's here for 10 days. Haven't seen him so far. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. They're getting back Cobb. I just feel like this team is, and I'm not saying Trumbull's going to come back and completely change the, the team, but I think that it's going to help to have just have his bat in the lineup because it's just Mark Trumbull. He's a professional. I think that helps kind of ease some of the, the right-handed stuff that's going on there. Do I, though I'm a Danny Valencia guy, I'll be interested to see what happens when Trumbull come back, comes back. I know they're going to do some kind of wacky, Somebody will go on the DL. I don't think they'll cut anybody at this point, Zach. I think it's going to be one of those somebody's going to go on the DL. But the way that this roster is fluctuating, it screams to me that somebody else is – I'll just say this. I think somebody else is running the roster now than who was running the roster maybe in the last couple of years. <laughs> I think that clearly shows. I mean uh, yes. that's, I think that's very, very evident. Yeah. And. And I'm going to say this too, and I, and, I, and I didn't mean to be cryptic in the last podcast. There's a lot going on behind the scenes with ownership and, and things that are going on personally that I would love to talk about and I would love to to write about it inside the warehouse. There's just stuff that's just too personal, Zach, as, as you know, that I've mm-hmm. talked to you off yep. air about that is going on. And I'm not trying to be an insider or anything. It's just there's just things that I would like to talk about. But just, just say this. There's. It, there's a lot going on outside of baseball. Yes. And I think people just kind of need to understand that. And I know that they might not be in love with the person that, 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 that I might be speaking about, but just, just have some, just have a heart is all I would say. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a very, very fair way of, of putting that. So, um, yeah. So we'll but yeah. See. So you say Kevin Gossman. Okay. So we got Kevin, Kevin Gossman. Gossman. So four innings, six earned runs in uh, in his debut, April first against the Twins. A little bit better. Five innings, two earned runs against the Yankees on uh, on the sixth. So got to build on that. Got to have a better start. Uh, nice to see um, Kastner go seven. So you know, it's saving a little bit of the bullpen there after yeah. some long games in New York. But uh, but really hoping to see Kevin come out and pitch well tonight against the Jays and, and hopefully get the bats going. 
uh, and get the bats going early, man. I think that was the difference when they were picking up wins in New York is they were kind of kind of setting the tone early there against the Yankees. Yeah, so you got Estrada, who the Orioles have kind of had an up-and-down type thing with. And, I mean, even last night I had Davis to click. He had four homers off Sanchez. I mean, I don't think right now he get a homer off my son Jackson at this point. I, I mean, I, so. I hate saying that, but it just – he, he looks lost at the plate right now. I mean, I think Jackson could throw him four straight, you know, change-ups, and I, I think that's what would happen. But um, I think this is a big start for Kevin, and I know it's so early in the season even to mention big starts or anything. I think it's more for Kevin than it is the team itself. The team loses. They're still going to be in the mix. I still think that this team's good enough, and when they start get to play University of Miami and Tampa and, you know, the Marlins like the, the, the Red Sox have, notice the theme here, Zach, that they continue to <laughs> – go along with this interesting schedule that yeah. the, uh, they've laid out for the Red Sox. Um, I I do think this is kind of big for Kevin because I just feel like with this, I just feel like Toronto's not that offensive machine that you think that they used to be. And I, and I don't know. I, I just feel like this is a night where he could go out and actually just throw strikes. It's going to be decent weather. Nobody can bitch about how hot it's going to be a little warmer. It's going to get warmer towards the weekend here. Just, Stop. Just go out there and throw, Kev. Just just please give us a start. And, and listen, this, the pitching's been really damn good the last two nights. I mean, Bundy was unbelievable. And I have to say, that's Kashner. That's the best Kashner's going to pitch. If you're going to lose that game, that's one of those where you uh, should I'm with you, just man. win. And I will absolutely take that. I, I, I'll take that every time. No he battles. Yep. Took a ball off his – I mean, I'll tell you this. If that hit Eric Bedard, Eric Bedard would have been in the emergency room, for God's sakes. <laughs> that thing off his – you know, he, he was a kick save and a beauty. Hey, but how much of this – did you watch this whole game, game, by the way? You're going back to 100%. Eric Bedard. You, okay. Yeah, yes. So the coming out from a break, the Orioles were – Gary Thorne was teasing some event. And former Orioles legend Brian Bass was going to be there. Did you see that? Did you, did yes. you, did yes. you hear that yes. at all? Yes, 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 yes. Hilarious. I mean, Brian. First of all, Brian Bass. It doesn't seem like that long ago that we were we were watching Orioles baseball with yes. the team that Brian Bass is on. But they're advertising him as Orioles legend. Nothing, nothing against you, Brian Bass, if you're listening. But I think we're kind of By using the, way, the word Kevin legend Bass, a little loosely. Go deeper for some of the older vets out there, like your dad, Kevin Bass, greater than Brian Bass. <laughs> that one really. Really caught me off guard. In case you're wondering what Brian Bass is up to, he'll be at uh, Sliders on the 13th from 6 to 8 p.m. So. Yeah, well, you know what? So a bunch of donks. Said, <laughs> Listen, I hope some people are at Sliders because that means they're actually coming across the street and joining the uh, the 4,000 that we've been kind of posted up at, yeah, at Camden Yards uh, early because cool. it's been brutal. And I get it. It's brutal everywhere. And not, you know, I watched some of the Nats game. Last night as well. There's not a bunch of people there. Is you know, it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, listen, if you're inside somewhere or you're in Miami or you're you know somewhere where the you know it, it, the the weather. I hate saying this. The weather's been freaking brutal here on the East Coast um, this year. And um, you know, and let's also remember, you know, I always go back to this because I always remember this. You know, the the date last night too was you know my dad passed you know three years ago, you know last night that was opening day three years ago. Uh, wow. When I saw Bud Norris, you know, S the bed against hell, here's the shock, the Blue Jays after that amazing 14 series. That was the home opener for the Orioles. For the first time ever, the Orioles actually started on the road because the Nationals are in town and, you know, whatever the president time at the time, you, you know, gone to the game. And that's the whole bit there. So it, it, it's an it's an interesting time. It's early in the season. MLB started a little bit early. The weather's been brutal. But you know what? You got to play it because last time I checked the Red Sox, I mean. 
unless something went wacky last night, Zach, I think they're ended up going to be nine and one, right? Uh, I and, think so. And last time I checked, the Mets were in a mix to maybe go to nine and one as well. Astros playing good baseball. Um, the rest of the league is pretty much average. So if we can stay average for a little bit here and get, you know get some of the uh, reinforcements, the Cobbs, the the, the Trumbo, um, you know, kind of figure out the bullpen structure because I still think that they don't have an idea what the closer. Do you? Yeah, I'm, and really good piece on BSR today uh, about that very topic, specifically about Brad Brock, whether it's time to start uh, considering some other options. Although Darren, Darren O'Day, yeah, and, and I encourage you to go over to BSR and read that piece or subscribe to the Daily Feature uh, email newsletter and, and check it out. Really well-written um, uh, analysis of, of all of the Orioles candidates, Brock included. So, who wrote it? Did Jake write it? That Jake, guy Jake? Jake's what coming up uh, Friday. Friday's okay. Jake, Jake. Yeah. what's Jake on? Is Jake on? What does he do? Is he do? What, what's the show that Jake's on? <laughs> bird's Eye View. Ah, uh, Bird's Eye View. Oh, that's right. That's a good podcast. <laughs> that's right. That guy Scott's tall. I know that. Scott that's is a tall. That's a good show, man. That's it a is good, good show. show. People should listen to that. Yeah. All right, so let's let's. Uh, if you're in, the, can I can I throw this out there, please? Um, if you're in the the one and nines fantasy league, just <laughs> pay your dues. Just just ship your chips. Are we waiting on? Are we waiting on a couple more? I've sent some. I've sent some goons out to certain people, but I mean, just <laughs> just pay it. I don't even know. I G unit. Ask your dad who paid him first. I'm sure it was you. I know it wasn't me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, he's not afraid he's going to get it from, you know, said son. But I mean, I mean, as soon as GU sent it, I mean, last time I checked, we all have Venmo. We all have PayPal. Just just ship your chips. Ship it to <laughs> at Jabby Birds. How'd you do the first email. week? How did I get it? How'd you do? Uh, I beat Patrick Guthrie. I know that. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's good news. Now, yes. somebody in the league also went and nobody cares about our fantasy leagues, but no, I don't care. Don't. They've no, tuned we'll tell out. Everybody. It's just you 12, and I know. Somebody, by the way, was up 12 nothing. Somebody took a beat down. So somebody in our league already has got the lead. I won 11 to 1. I'm sitting Okay, so second. you went second, yeah. right? So somebody went 12 and 0, by the way. So we need to check that that uh, that that team and make sure somebody's actually a human. You know who that was, right? I do not have no idea. That was that was my mom. Your mom took the <laughs> took the donut? No, she took the 12. She went up to, I mean, the family is unbelievable. So basically, I mean, what what happened in the meatballs? Uh, I, don't, I don't know who she played, but she won 12 nothing. So she, I wow. talked to her on the phone today. I don't want to play against her. Does she have a, I mean, she needs a weekly piece on BSR. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if Princess Will gets on here, too, that's when I know that we've completely jumped the shark, too. <laughs> exactly. Once she starts breaking it that, up. That now, exactly I'm going to ask you something that has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> or are you ex- anyway. Oh, nobody's listening now at this point. Who, listen, are you excited for Solo? I am pumped for Solo. Yeah, but you're I, we're pumped I for all of them. So... Here's the thing. Do, do you feel like they're, they're pushing too many of these too quickly? So... Initially, when when I heard that this one was coming out so close after the the Last Jedi, I was like, ah, I kind of like the yearly thing, you know. Should be in December. Not quite sure how I felt. Saw the trailers. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm amped up. Like I'm I'm ready okay, to go. What yeah, about you? Rented, we rented out the senator for it. So yes, I oh, were pretty nice, excited about it. Nice. Um, 
And but I was worried like you. I mean, I'm not the movie buff you are. I am a Star Wars. I would consider myself a Star you, Wars. You are all over Star Wars. I'm all over Star Wars. You know who my girl is too. Rhymes I with do. men. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm just saying I'm really excited for this one too. I just think it's going to be great. And um, you know they're they're going to make money. That's my thing. Is the money has nothing to do with it. It's not like they're putting it out there because they're like, man, that ATM's drying up for us. You know, <laughs> Lucas is like, I don't know what to do. But I like that the 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 directors are different, and you know way more than I do about the whole deal. But I, I think it's going to be cool, and different I like where they're doing it. It's not exact. It's the week. A- I think it opens the week after Memorial Day, or is it on, on Memorial Day weekend? It's the twenty seventh of May. Okay, that's Memorial Day. That's Memorial Day weekend. Okay, so okay. they're they. I mean, they put it right in the you know prime time of that. We're you know going to head right after the week after, and you know try to stay away from spoilers. But I feel like when you're going to see it, you're going to see it, so it doesn't matter. Anything else? Because as we've already kind of gone off topic with the Royals, <laughs> anything else that's kind of I feel like the, the summer blockbusters aren't there. Are you going to go see my man from the Office's uh, movie where nobody can talk or they're going to all die? Uh, you know, my my parents uh, saw that, and and I've heard a, a lot of people saw that and were raving about uh, about. Well, that's his wife too, right? His yeah, wife in yep, it too. Yep, Emily Blunt. Yep. Yep. So uh, <laughs> might have to check that out. I saw Ready Player One, which is uh, might be my favorite book of all time. Nice. Um, I saw that recently, and uh, and recommend everybody check that out. It, it's a really really good book. Uh, I enjoyed the movie, but the I mean the book's just. I'm so glad you said that. So many people that I've read, and I, I don't know anything like you do. They've all said the kind of the same thing, and that's kind of a hack thing to say. It just makes you sound smarter because you actually read and, the book. And I'm not that it. guy. Like you're I not. You're not. not. That's why that I love guy. hearing that from you because you would be honest because you're smart, but you're also kind of like, okay, this was good. This you give an honest opinion. You don't need to let everybody know how smart you are. Um, <laughs> that's, I'm not. that's um, <laughs> no, you are. I mean, we're. I mean, we have the same education. You're just a lot smarter. Uh, <laughs> we were from the same institution, the Harvard of the Mid Atlantic. I heard somebody say something about Frostburg. They're trying to bite on our thing. They're calling that the Harvard of Western Maryland. Oh, what? I can't have that. I Get can't out of here with that. that. No, no. Jeb, oh. Jeb's already coined one Harvard oh. of, of Maryland. Yeah, we can't have two. Of, Sorry. How many things have I coined that people have just completely ripped off and then just taken them and thrown? And <laughs> hey, man. I, all the BSR guys. Connor's freaking uh, Ryan Flaherty picture gets posted by somebody <laughs> new every week. Nobody <laughs> gives him credit for that. I mean, no, he I nobody do. gives him credit. It's, I give Connor credit. The only people I don't give credit to are those hacks at Bird's Eye View. <laughs> those poor guys. Uh, All right. So you think we've done enough here? I think we have. I think we have. It's time to. This is an impromptu, by the way, BSC. This was good. We needed I, this. I this needed is an event this. session. Yeah, I needed it. I needed it. All right, so we're, you're saying Gossman eight innings, no runs, <laughs> Orioles loops, one nothing. I'd be happy with six six innings from Gossman. I'd be happy with that. It'd be nice to get out of the first. <laughs> I'd Look, be happy oh, here's with, the thing: uh, with, who's with in five the lineup? runs from the Orioles? So that's what I want to see. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer. They they might be able to do that. Um, who's in the line? By the way, can we also say that Trey Mancini hit the frick out of the ball <laughs> for yeah, no? He's had a couple that. where there are oh. home runs in the summer. I mean, are you no good? Doubt. Are you good with him as leadoff? Yeah, I really like him as leadoff. Yep, I'm I'm all about it. There's nothing that I I mean. There's two players that have stood out to me so far. Mancini, just how he's been, he's, he's backed up and not looked. He looks like a ball. He looks like a big leaguer, right? Yep. He's an everyday big leaguer. And I think Joseph's taking a leadership role in this team because I yeah. think that he Huge. sees a writing on the ball of what's going on. And I'm not saying Manny's leaving, but Manny's leaving. Yeah, I mean, I think 
you know, I, I find myself maybe a different topic for a different day, but I find myself watching Orioles games kind of knowing that that's happening now. <laughs> you know, I almost, I almost like kind of hold back my excitement for anything Manny Machado does anymore because I know that it's that uh, it's me for somebody else. <laughs> I'm seeing the end of it. You know. Uh, that's do you think Nats fans feel that way when Harper continues to hit I bombs? I don't know. I think they think they have a good chance of holding on to him. Um, I kind of agree with you. And uh, I'm, you know, I don't know how Nats fans think. Uh, not rationally, I'll tell you that. Um, What's a Nats fan? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know I how former couple, Orioles got fans like think. Two or three friends. There. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe maybe a different topic for a different day. But I, I do. It's not that I, I, I'm rooting for Machado, of course, because I think the Orioles' success relies a lot on uh, Manny Machado, but I just am not, uh, I don't find myself as, as pumped about you know, everything I see because uh, this is it, and I, and I know that this is it. So yeah, Maybe I'm, I'm wrong in that. I don't think that's no, uh, necessarily a healthy way to go through life, but that's where I'm at. So. <laughs> well, I have to say this. It doesn't look like Manny cares that much either. I have seen, and I think this is a good topic. Yeah, I don't want to stray too far off here, but I have yeah. seen a few ground balls where it's like, "Hey, is mm. is he going to run that out?" Or oh, no, I guess he's not. Okay. All what right. about the ground balls right. to him that he's just chilling with and putting in his glove a couple times before he throws it over, and then maybe the guy beats it up? I, I don't, you know, I don't want to accuse. I I hate playing the game of of how much effort is a guy putting in, whether it's a a uh, future Hall of Famer or uh, uh, you know a guy who's been in the big leagues for one day, but I I have definitely noticed a few of those plays with Manny Machado early on in the season. So I don't know. Uh, you think Buck hasn't? You're crazy. I'm sure he has, but tough spot for the Orioles to be in, regardless. You know, I mean, it's, just play you, him where he, wherever he wants to play. Just play. Yeah, he pretty. Wants to play. I mean, pretty much. That's that's what you got to do. I think. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, Jabby Burns. Thanks we for letting me We can hate him in a year. Don't worry. Uh, I won't have any problem. With it. Uh, you know what? Love love the guy as he what he's here, and that's what I, I've said. I said called Jared Show and just said, you know, as much as I'm going to dislike it, then somebody else just enjoy what you had when you have it and yeah. why it's there. So that's my fair. Thing. And listen, get behind this team because we're we're just every time we do a podcast, the team's in the dumps and we end up going on a heater. So we'll continue to. Um, Wait to this team to go on a heater again and come back and try to ruin it again. I'm ready for the heater. Bring on the heater. <laughs> I would like a heater here too because it's like 30. <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you. You too, pal. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to us, Vent. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>